everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You, and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Amanda Trout. Amanda was part of our second annual Loving Healing Creating Summit we ran in February and shared with us having fun with creativity. You can still get access to the summit at www.creativeviewhealing.com. So Amanda is a mixed media artist who uses a variety of materials, paint, clay, fabric, stitch, bookmaking, natural and recycled fibers, creating art, telling stories, using color, texture, and layers. She explores the use of art and creativity on health and mental well-being, including its use with dementia and caring. She has spoken at various conferences and seminars on the benefits of creative activities on health in London, Barbados, and Montserrat. She curates an Arts in Health network, writes for her website and blogs, and produces weekly episodes for her podcast and art YouTube channel, sharing her tutorials, insights, interviews, and reviews. So welcome, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. It's been yeah, great. That, yeah, that's uh, quite a, uh, it just looks like so much, right? And it, but I think we all do that. We have, when you put it down on paper, it's like, wow, we do a lot. And so that's it's pretty impressive. Right. Yeah, we, yeah, I think we totally underestimate, yeah, what we can get done and what we have done. And it isn't until, yeah, as you say, you know, you write it down that you think, wow, okay, yeah, or did I do that? Yeah, so it's, I think it's important for us all to do that. Yeah, yeah, celebrate ourselves. Absolutely, we need to do more of that. We Mm -hmm. need to do more. So can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you here? Yes, um, well, I've, I've, I've always wanted to be an artist from, I was in secondary school, but my path was mis, not misdirected, but um, I was I came in and came up in an era era where um, art wasn't something that was taken seriously, and you had to get a proper job. And the proper job involved either being in a, an office working as a teacher, and what was the other one, being a nurse. And it was just like, okay, so I think I I, I went into the secretarial role, um, but I continued to do art and. Um, I was, you know, drawing, painting, and just kind of exploring all the different mediums. And I wanted to have um, more of an impact in my art. I mean, I wanted to obviously earn millions, (laughs) (laughs) have exhibitions all around the world, but I felt that there was more to it because I I was getting more from it. So I felt that the viewer or whoever participated with, say, a workshop that I may have done would also receive more. And um, I, my mother became 
sick and uh, sick with dementia, basically. And she's still living with dementia and she's 97 um, now. But say um, it's been about 20 years. So from the early signs of dementia, um, we had to then find a daycare centre for her to, to be in. And I'd started a, um, a year long course as well, which looked at how you could uh, provide projects that impacted on the community. And my tutor at the time said to me, well, you know, you've got to do like a, a series of workshops. What do you want to do? So I said, I want to do art. And I explained to her, you know, my mom was in a daycare centre and she said, well, you've got a, a captive audience. And so um, I went to the manager and said to her, it was like April. And I said to her, you know, are you interested? And she said, yes. But then I left it. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Um, and then um, I wanted to also because I had an old, another ulterior motive was my mother was going to the daycare centre three days a week at the time. And I wanted to keep an eye on her. And then that October of the same year, the manager said to me, are you still interested? We want, we'll, you know, we're willing to pay. So then I started my journey into arts and health and started to run art workshops for the elderly with dementia. And there was, you know, people who had dementia, Parkinson's, speech impediments. And it was a great learning curve for me to see how, how much the art really impacted on their lives. And that, as I said, that then opened up the journey to, okay, what else can we do? How do carers, how are carers impacted through the arts? How can I develop um, resources that carers can use? And also um, the people that they're caring for, those who are living with dementia. And then I started speaking um, at conferences and seminars to social workers who were, uh, you know, they're the, first point of call um, when a carer um, contacts social services and they're the ones that then give them access to the other services that are available so they had to have an understanding of what the perceptions of a carer was and what the you know sometimes the misconceptions that they have based on what they might have read or ex other experiences because for me as a carer my first um knowledge of social workers was that they could come in and take your kids you know uh, <laughs> that was just you know um, and it was like I think at one point when my because when my son was young there was all this news about you know up north somewhere where a lot of kids were taken from their parents and you know there was you know child abuse rings and it was just like well I didn't realize they had that much power but you know what if you're aside from that as a parent you know, if you're a young parent under stress or so many different things, um, if you reach out for support, what would what would that support look like coming into your home? So um, I talked to them about, you know, carers and 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 what how they should maybe look at what they're carrying into the home. And um, and it was great. And then I moved <laughs> fast forward to. Um, the Caribbean in Barbados and I connected with the Alzheimer's Association here and started also giving talks about creative activities um, that they could you know that carers could use because the uh, the support that carers have in the UK is very different to the support that carers have mm. in Barbados it's quite non-existent in terms of 
you know, either financial support or places that they can, you know, they can, um, that, that will help them as, as a family. Um, and so, yeah, I've been doing a lot of talks. I did a lot of talks mm -hmm. here in my first three years. And I also, in, in the UK, set up a, a network, which is really for artists and organisations and looking at best practice and the things that they're doing that they can share and that, you know, people who may require their services can access. So it's been a it's it's been very rewarding because, you know, I've seen firsthand at the daycare centre. That was my first introduction. And it's, you know, really good to to um, yeah, see how people can develop and grow and, you know, use the resources mm -hmm. in you know many even in ways that, you know, it might not have been a way that I designed, but it was just like, OK, you know, yeah, of course, you know, you do you use. It, the, the way which suits you best so it's been really great um my journey has been I've really enjoyed the journey yeah and that sounds amazing to be able to actually contribute to your mom's care and learn from that and learn how to help um you know people in need whether it's dementia or, or other ailments right and so I just I love yeah. that uh yeah. what a way to expand and grow in yourself as well as in what you do yeah because yeah. then I also found that you know as well as whilst it was a quick learning curve in dementia it's carers across the board you know mm -hmm. have you know needs in terms of they're on their own or they don't have any family support or you know what can they do in five minutes and what can they do um if they can you know they're having to go to hospital appointments or you know things like that so it was yeah learning I learned firsthand how to deal with it and found those things found the arts to be um, the thing that really supported me and wanted to share that with others mm -hmm. so, absolutely yeah. that's that's wonderful yeah so then what does healing with creativity mean to you well it means that um you find whatever you find whatever part of the arts that um, that will help you express um, what it is that you may be going through. Because I I think sometimes we're not able to express how we're feeling, what we're thinking, what we're going through, and the arts can do that. You know, you can go to a say looking at the visual arts you can go to a gallery uh, and see you know a, a, a painting on the wall and burst into tears because it touches you in some way or you can you know bring piece a piece of art into your home I've heard of people you know being healed with art uh, with uh, you know quilts um, the designs on the quilt and the messages in the quilts or you can take part in an activity and be able to express yourself through the use of color or the use of adding particular words or, you know, um, there's an exercise that, one of the exercises that I sometimes do is, you know, you have a page and you, you write all the negative things that you're feeling, you cover that up with gesso and then you pull out some positive words which can counteract all those negative things. So art is, is, is a, a really powerful tool and then when you go across the board to the arts, you know, across the board, um, you know, music, we know that music can, um, <laughs> you know, create 
um, or invoke so many different emotions. And even when we look at, um, you know, when we look at dementia, you know, there are, I mean, I use music in my creative sessions. I use music and, you know, they were doing art as well. Um, and we, we know that music can invoke memories. And there's, there's a, a video that was going around on YouTube where it was a, um, a ballet dancer who danced in the Nutcracker and they got her the, um, the music for that. And then she started where she was non-responsive before when she heard the music, she started moving her arms and then they um, put the dance together with, with her. And you could see the movements that she was making were very similar to the ones that the ballet dancers were doing in the Nutcracker itself. So it's, it's you know, creativity for me is, is such a healing, um, such a healing tool that we can use. And it's, it's for the individuals to find to not limit themselves, but to find which ones or ones that they can relate to and connect with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So important. So then what inspires you in the work you do? Um, I, I'm, in, I'm inspired by all the things that I have around me. I have, you know, I'm living in a tropical environment and that's enabled me to the colors here are more vibrant and are very vibrant and um I think the underlying thing is knowing that my art is impacting someone and I say you know even if it's that one person you know all the way in Antarctica that's fine you know I don't need to you know I don't need oh you know a million followers and a million this and a million that it's about how I show up and I'm showing up for myself and I'm sharing what I'm getting from the art to somebody else. And I think that's, that's really important. And that's what keeps me going because yeah, I mean, I have people saying, you know, well, how do you do it all? How do you do all the things that you do? And I'm just like, I just, I thought everybody did, you know, I found something, a way in which I can express myself. I don't, always articulate my innermost um, emotions correctly you know not correctly but express them but I find you know painting an image of I, I do a lot of faces of say a woman with her eyes closed and that might be a symbol of peace you know somebody who needs peace and rest and like when I look at my time you know looking after my mum there were moments where I didn't feel that peace but I can put it in an image, put it in a painting and then look at that and then shut my own eyes um, and feel that. Um, and so and the, the, so those are the things that inspired me. The fact that I, I can use the materials, I can use any material as a mixed media artist that I want and create something that somebody else might feel is beautiful or might remind them of something or the colors soothe them and that's what's really important to me that somebody else is blessed and through that I'm blessed back you know yeah yeah I I, I do love that about mixed media too because it, I, I feel like it just allows a little more depth of expression that mm -hmm. unless you're a master painter or something like that you can't really get on paper what you're feeling whereas mixed media gives you so many things to sort of help you with that. And I, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. 
yeah definitely yeah. yeah and all the textures that you can get and again the colors and the the difference in materials and you know the way the light will glint off say if you put metal in your material or you know I think mm -hmm. all of that is touches people in so many different ways and it's um and it's important that us that as artists I always say to people it's important that you share your work because mm -hmm. you're not creating for yourself you know otherwise you're not creating for yourself you're expressing you're expressing yourself on canvas or paper or fabric um and there's somebody else that could be blessed by what you do or encouraged by what you do so we you you have to I think you have to share. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So there's a lot of talk around creatives and healers monetizing the work they do. How do you feel about that? Or what are your thoughts? You know, it's funny. Um, I, I was having this con same conversation, similar conversation. And I think that, you know, I think for most, as a creative, I mean, I create lots of work and I create lots of work for free. And I think a lot of people do. Um and I think, you know, at the end of the day, we still have to pay our bills. And so mm -hmm. I think in, in those places where you find that they're monetized, it's that you've got, you've already had the 21 free days. And then, you know, the, the creative has packaged it up, you know, and added bonuses and things like that. So I think, well, you know, if, and, and I usually say, well, you know, um, if you want to watch it in your own time, you know, at your own leisure, then you know by the you know you can pay for it um so I, I think it's I think it's fine I think um yeah I think it's fine because as I say you know you'll usually find that a creative has produced so much work anyway over the years for free and you always do have access but if you want to you know choose when you want to watch it then it's about us supporting um, each other and uh, sporting artists um, and that's one way that you can you know I think the other thing is you know if you're always getting it for free do you actually value it you know um, there are classes and um, things that people have you know gotten for free where there's loads of artists you know giving their time and everything and they you know the person hasn't necessarily even done all the the sessions that they were that have been made available um and i found that even with um you know um some of the things like even the the um the taster sessions the willow and taster sessions i mean there was like you know over there was loads of videos that were available um over a two-week period and a lot of people didn't even get to finish them, you know, and I know we've had um, a replay where you can access it, but I think it's important that people, it's about us valuing the arts and valuing what we do. And, you know, I'd love to give everything away for free, but that's not possible because my, <laughs> the, the lighting company and the electricity company <laughs> and the water company doesn't understand that, well, you know, you're giving it all away. So, you know, you've still got to pay your bills. So um, I, I was saying to the person, I don't see anything wrong with it because you've already yeah. accessed it for free. <laughs> so. I, yeah, I love that. I love that. So what creative healing modality do you use the most for yourself? I usually turn to my art journal, whether I'm 
creating backgrounds because I find that activity quite a soothing uh, one where you take a lot of different materials and you just you know you're not you're not planning it you're just seeing what you feel like um, creating or whether I'm creating a face or doing some collage so I usually do all of that in an art journal or I'm making an art journal or um, that's that's one of the things that I, I find that I turn to and it's 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 a thing that yeah again you can take around with you you can use a limited palette um, you don't need even if you you know you don't need like um, you've got a water brush and a few markers or you know um, you can use it anywhere um, so I find that yeah the mm -hmm. art journal yeah. I've I've really come to love my art journal I'm I'm newer to using the art journal and uh -huh. I I can't even imagine now not not doing it on a regular yeah. basis yeah because yeah. you can just do anything sometimes I write in it sometimes I draw in it sometimes I paint in it you know collage whatever comes yeah. to me that's what I'm doing yeah, in it. yeah I mean absolutely. it did take me a while to because I I when I I'm a self-taught artist so when I was starting out it was just like oh you need a sketchbook and I, I just didn't get it but then when I came across art journals it was just like oh I can write I, as you say you know I can I can do what I want in it and I can combine the two and prep pages and write in it um yeah so it's um it's it's something that I also encourage people to not like think they have it has to be perfect because you see some of the ones that you see it's just like oh my gosh look at the lettering and look at the imagery and it is that it's it's your space to create mm -hmm. whatever you want um and it's you know you have to give yourself permission to just show up and you know just jump in on the pages yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely some i'll share some well i'll sh also share but to show you that yeah it, they don't all turn out great right so it's about well, expression <laughs> yeah and then nobody's judging it's just like it doesn't matter what other people think because that's mm -hmm. your space you know and if you want to share you share if you don't um but it's it is nice to see somebody's you know i've been sharing recently i've been sharing like my very first journals and as I was trying to find what my style was and it took a while and it took a lot of pushing to kind of you know okay well I don't like that face or what I wanted to see in faces or you know and a lot of taking classes from other people and you know you copy their style until you think okay no I like this what that I like what they've used in that particular area um, and then you can bring that back into your art journal and just play and the, the space is just for you to play as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, what are you proudest of in your life? Do you know what? I mean, I'm, there's so many things that I'm proud of. But the, the one thing that when I really just thought of myself and what I wanted to do going forward, I was working um, in an organization and um, I was made redundant. And this was my, um, I think it was my third redundancy at the time, up, up, till, up till that point, it was my third redundancy. And I came to the decision that I wanted to just dive into my art and to call myself an artist. And it took a lot of battling because it was just like, you know, well, do you, are you really calling yourself an artist? Are you really an artist? But um, I just... Luckily, I had I had a little bit of money from my redundancy payoff, 
And I was just like, no, I'm just going to do it. I am an artist because I've been working, you know, I've been going to work and, you know, doing my art, staying up late and all of that. I'm an artist. And so that was my proudest moment where I actually made that decision, stepped out mm. and said, I'm not going, you know, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to working for somebody else. Um, and obviously, you know, that has kind of, you know, <laughs> as it's ups and downs, but it was, you know, the making that decision that I was going to commit to myself. Mm -hmm. So that was, yeah, that was my proudest. That is moment. something to be yeah. proud of. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be? Um, I think that I would say um, that everybody should have access to the arts and that there should be more resources available because we know we know how much the arts can impact on you know the GDP of of countries so the arts brings in a lot of money um, and so that there there should be more support I mean we know that art is being used in health we know that in hospitals um, in clinics wherever you go like especially you know in hospitals hospital waiting rooms um, it's used for, um, you know, stroke victims, the elderly, people with cancer, um, music, therapy, horticultural therapy. I mean, that <laughs> can involve the arts as well. But um, not enough people have access to it and not enough, mm -hmm. it's not affordable for, for, you know, as many people as possible. And a lot of the arts are, you know, run by volunteers and, you know, are relying on funding that's always cut. Um, so I would, I would want that, that there to be, you know, support for the organisations, support for artists and support for those people, for everybody to be able to have access to, to it. And that everybody, I don't know whether it's on prescription, we've even, you know, there's even that where, um, doctors prescribing um, our activities on prescription. Mm -hmm. I was involved in a project where we did that and we found that, you know, people's health and well-being were impacted, um, blood pressure, their just general state of health. Um, and we know that that would then impact, so it's impacting on our health and then the health services would then, there would be less stress on the health services because if somebody's you know, depressed, you know, being in a, an environment where it's the arts and they're meeting people, they're collaborating, sharing and connecting, that then means that they don't have to go on all the antidepressants or, you know, the services that then have to be accessed if they're just on their own and isolated. So that's something that I think is really important. Um, and, you know, more, more people should have access to the arts. Um, across the board. I love that answer. It's so true. So true. Mm. Uh, I, I consider all creativity healing. And when you put intention behind it, it is just that much more so, right? So yeah. when we, we give that accessibility to people, you know, and you can say, uh, you know, okay, well, YouTube, if you have the internet, not everybody does. Um, that's a very privileged thing to say, but also just the fact that supplies, there's so many places you can't get supplies and, and some of them are ridiculously expensive. 
So being able to learn to create without, and so having people in the place to do that and, and, and the resources, you know, to make that happen is so important. I mean, there's a, um, like there's, there's so many um, places as well, organizations that chuck away a load of things that people can use for the arts. Like here in Barbados, we've just recently had an, um, an art gallery put on an artist materials bank. So companies who had like, you know, um, ends of fabric and, you know, paints and things like that and materials and other artists could donate um, as well. And you could just go and see if there's anything that you wanted and you could take it and it was all free. And that then meant that, you know, there are people who may have wanted to explore the arts or just, you know, didn't, as you say, didn't have enough money to buy supplies and they were able to access materials and then do some work. And even in England, there was, um, there's lots of, you know, banks where, um, I can't remember what they called it though, but it was, you know, you signed up, I think you paid 10 pounds um, or maybe a bit more, forty pounds for the year, but you could go say three times and access all these things that you know manufacturers, ends of um, materials, and also art supplies. And we have to look at you know initiatives like that where a lot of things are being chucked away. You know things that we could you know recycle. You know in terms of assemblage art and you know textiles and fabric that people would have access to um so yeah it's about us you know really thinking differently about how we not only use and reuse but again what things are available that people can access mm-hmm. and ac- yeah access absolutely mm. we have uh, what's called the reuse center and people can donate but they also get things from other places um but yes it's like anything like puzzles that don't have all the pieces Mm. but you can use it for something else um cards magazines uh old books um all sorts of different cardboard and um shapes like i I can't even explain it the amount of things that's in there sort of all the recyclables that you could use for something else it's all there so and it's cost us five dollars for as much as you can carry right yeah 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 that's good yeah Yeah. it's a nice so you did touch on this a little bit earlier, but when you were talking about being an artist, but imposter syndrome, the struggle with that. So how did you get over that? Um, <laughs> I get over it. I'm not sure that we do get over it. Mm. I think um, I was explaining to somebody that because um, I was saying, you know, I felt um, sometimes I feel that you know there's that thought that you're not good enough and initially it was that um it my my critic would say oh but you don't have an art degree and I would then be like really insecure about what I was doing and I find whilst I don't feel insecure about that because I've you know as I said, I'm a self-taught artist. I've taught myself all the different techniques, use of materials, use of supplies. I've done, I think every every year I've done a course. I think it's important for your personal development. And I was saying to them that that thought, the critic is still there, but it's like in a drawer, shut away somewhere at the back of my mind. It's like there's still remnants there. 
So sometimes, yeah, I do feel nervous. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think that um, what I've tried to do is also try and work with the critic. And, you know, like I'll say, you know, okay, like I've just said, um, right, whilst I might not have had my art degree, I've done years, over 20 years of, of learning. So I've done a, a degree over and over for all those years. But, um, and I've just, I've just had to show up. Sometimes I've just had to push through. So if I'm, if there are other things going on and I'm feeling a bit off, then I just talk to myself and I just talk to myself in that way. I'll say, well, actually, so why are you feeling this way? You know, why are you feeling that, you know, um, you may, you know, why are you comparing yourself? Because you know that what you bring to the table is unique, that we're all unique, that we've all got something to share, that there's room for us all. And so I have to still talk to myself in that way. And other times it's just, yeah, come on, let's go, you know. Um, and I, I, I find because, I mean, I'm on YouTube every week and I do my arts and wellness cafe. And it's just like at the end of the day, you know, there's there's no room to kind of be, oh, my gosh, no, I can't do it. It's just like cameras rolling. So you've got to go. And the thing that I also remind myself is that it's not for me. I'm not. I'm not creating for me the process is for me because I'm gaining healing from it but what I share at the end is for somebody else somebody else who may have been feeling at their lowest who may not have been able to get out of bed that day who's you know looks at you know a video and feels encouraged by what I say or the words that I use um, or the image kind of just spoke to them and so that's how I get over it but the remnant is always there it's got, always going to be there um, and I think once you accept that, it's just like, all right, okay, so I know you're there, you're going to be saying some stuff, but here are the strategies that I'm going to use to counteract that. And I think that's something that we all have to make sure that we do. Um, I've only met one person who said that they don't have a critic, a self-critic, and I was just like, wow, okay, <laughs> that's good. But um you know, they say that it takes, you know, I think it's something like 150 positive words to counteract one negative word. So I think we've all experienced where somebody's criticised us or said something mean and it might go back to childhood. And unless you've been able to deal with it, then you still carry it around with you. And so, again, you have to have the toolkits, these words, encouraging words and things that you do to get yourself out of it. And that's for me where an art journal comes in. It's just like, I can then put it in there and just leave it there and rub over it or write over it, just over it. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my, that's how I deal with that. <laughs> well, and I think that's brilliant because it's so true, right? Like, do you ever really get over it? But yeah. when you have strategies to work around it, right? Because mm. we all we all struggle from that. Yeah. So do you have an inspirational quote that you live by? Yes. The quote I really like is the one, there's one by Maya Angelou. And um, she said something like um, she's learned that um, people will forget what you've said. People will forget what you've done, but they'll never forget how you make, how you've made them feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that everything that I do I'm thinking well how do I feel about this and um and I'm I'm hoping that you know 
somebody's going to be blessed. I mean, every video I say, you know, stay blessed and be a blessing. Um, I want, I want my creativity to be a tool that helps somebody um, find out either who they are, where they are, what they want, what they like, how they want to express themselves, or gives them a glimpse into, you know, uncovering that for themselves. So I think it's important we, you know, how we make people feel, they'll remember that. You'll remember that for the rest of your life. Um. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so as we're wrapping up now, is there anything else that you'd like to add that we maybe haven't discussed today? I, th I think it's just a reminder um, and a reminder for people to not be afraid to start, to not be afraid to try, to not be afraid to experiment um, and just to give themselves a chance and just to, to, to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Because sometimes it's not that you're, um, it's not that you're, you like some, sometimes we'll stop because we think, oh no, you know, we're doing it wrong. But sometimes you could be going through the transition, like you're just right next to the point where you break through. So sometimes you've got to sit in that uncomfortable feeling of, you know, am I doing the right thing or is this right or does this look right or, you know, but to not be afraid to just take a step and take a chance on yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a great last message to leave them with. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you so much for being here. I've so enjoyed our talk. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really great. And I love being able to share with others. Mm. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's just yes. been a really great opportunity. Well, to our listeners, we'll see you again next week. And in the meantime, have amazingly creative days. Are you a daily journaler? Do you want more creativity in your day? We have two great creativity journals to start your day with. One for people who already have a journaling practice and one for people who are new to journaling. Both are an amazing way to start your day. Both make the perfect gift for a person in your life. Check out Have an Amazingly Creative Day and How Do I Have an Amazingly Creative Day? Both currently available on Amazon. Click the link below to purchase yours now.